morning everyone very very warm welcome indeed to today's daily pre-market trade plan live session for tuesday the 16th of may i uh, hope you're keeping well good to have you with us as always and um, this is your opportunity to be as prepared as you possibly can for today's trading opportunities so we've got quite interesting market a market backdrop at the minute which we'll explain as best we can uh, in just a moment but please take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning uh, currently up on the screen for those of you um, joining us live and good morning to every one of you okay so um, as a quick introduction all profitable traders need to consider of course which markets to trade so trade selection is an important feature of anyone's trading strategy uh, where do we then look to enter and exit these markets? How do we manage risk? How do we keep control over the capital, you know, our hard-earned capital? How do we manage each trade? So trade management is an important decision. Um, there's times when you, you, you need to be looking to either mitigate risk or perhaps book in profits on trades uh, and certainly have some sort of target in mind um, for you to uh, be able to achieve uh, in a trade. And then trade and psychology. These markets have a quite a strange psychology at the minute. Uh, it's important to be mindful of that psychology and, and what's driving these markets. Um, because there is a, a distinct element of kind of fear and anxiety currently. Uh, and we could argue it's been like that for a few weeks now. So we'll show you, we go through the charts in a minute to try and explain this, but um, we address these considerations live uh, every single day with each trade we get into in our live trade rooms and we're strong advocates of being uh, consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital and of course be patient as well. Okay, so let's let's get straight into it then. We'll start with a review of potential market moving news. So for this we use Forex Factory. Let's bring this across. Okay, so now we are Tuesday uh, the 16th, so um, nothing of any sort of major concern yesterday. We had uh, Empire State Manufacturing Index coming in much less than expected. So slightly negative um, manufacturing index number. It is quite up and down, but um, certainly this is a negative print. We've also, we've just had the claimant count change an average earnings index, which is um, coming in in line with expect with expectations of people's salaries are increasing, which unfortunately is quite an inflationary um, news event. And um, the number of claimant count change uh, has has increased quite considerably. Um, one of the main deflationary deflationary pressures uh, a central bank can 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 look to is unfortunately job losses whoops excuse me is it unfortunately job losses in an economy that has a, a really deflationary impact uh, the thing, problem is it's it's kind of a, a slippery slope um, you know, they want so many job losses to have an impact on demand, but they don't want to have too many job losses where demand is impacted beyond um, something that is even salvageable uh, at whatever point. So uh, we've had that news event already at 7 a.m. 
um, just prior to this uh, broadcast. So what do we have today? Um, we've got German Zoo Economic Sentiment, as you can see at 10 a.m. And at 1.30 p.m., these are all UK times, by the way. We've got Canadian uh, inflation numbers uh, due out. So it'll be interesting to see what, what's happening uh, in Canada. We've got um, main, the the year-on-year -year rates are, are, are kind of, there's three different inflation numbers. We've got common, trimmed, and median. And we're expecting, I think, a slight improvement across the board in terms of um, slightly lower inflation numbers than the previous uh, month. So for example, the median CPI currently up on screen, 4.6% and we're expecting around 4.3. So that kind of three, four, um, or 30 to 40 basis points is kind of where we're at with um, Canadian inflation. Okay, so the only other news event of any note is at, again at 1.30 and it's the resell, retail sales numbers. So there was a bit of a, a surprise to the downside in the previous month. Now we're looking to see a little bit of a swing or a bounce back to the upside, and we'll see where it comes in as. We're looking at core retail sales at 0 0.5 and retail sales at 0 0.8, but they're positive this time, whereas the previous month they were uh, surprisingly negative. Okay, and that's really um, our, our main focus uh, for For the day, I'm just looking briefly at tomorrow's news events. We'll be hearing from Governor Bailey. Uh, we, we've got um, Australian Wage Price Index. So that's really our, our focus for the day, uh, those particular news events. So let's get these charts. Um, and when we, when we do our analysis in these markets, uh, normally we, we're kind of looking for... Um, Um, let me bring up the, the bond markets. Uh, we're looking for areas of this market that are, are, are confirming our, our bias in one direction or the other. And look at the situation we're in with regards to uh, like the two-year treasury note. We're, we're basically trading around 4%. So we had peaked at 5.02, I think, or 0.5, I think it was. Um, and rallied to the downside at the same time we saw the markets pushing higher and since then we've been in this prolonged sort of quite narrow sideways moving uh, two-year treasury yield so we can we can sum up and um it's not really giving us much information that we can we can work with to any great extent. Similar situation across the 10 year, an inversion, we've still got that sort of 40, 50 basis point inversion um, with the two year being higher, higher yield than the 10 year, um, which implies recession is on its way. And that's what's really making these markets a little bit on the nervous side. So just stepping back and I mean, we can look at each of these individually 
But what we can also do, if we zoom into this more recent price action, we can, we know the bond markets are not really giving us, you know, that much. And we can, we can look at this from sort of the end of March, certainly up to the 15th of May. And that's the best part of six weeks. We've only really achieved a bit of sideways moving indecision. We've not made any real progress to the upside or to the downside, and we're trading around 4,100. So the question becomes, do we have, or will we have the environment in which to start buying this market or, or the environment in which to start selling? Um, what's clear is that these markets are, are, are searching for the next major fundamental drivers. Now, there's a few things coming down the line. We've got the this um, ongoing raising the debt limit and negotiations going on in the US. Now, we've been here many times before, and the market may even freak out prior to a decision being made. But, you know, we're very likely to get a decision made in the US. Um, I think default is not. It's not really on the table, although they're, they're, they're obviously a part of the negotiation skills and tactics is to say that default is on the table. But that would be an incredibly stupid um, decision made. And I, I know politicians can act and behave like that at times, but that would really be a, a massive own goal. So um, we've been here many, many times over the last 15 years. So there's no you know, we think we'll probably get that debt limit raised at some point in the next two weeks. The question is, how close will it get to being really quite nervy for markets? That's the that's the big one. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Is there any clarity in terms of direction in these markets? Even if you look at the last two weeks, you know, we're just trading inside an even tighter range. You know, we're trading inside this little, little, it's not even 50 points, really. It's it's uh, 35, 30, 35 point range. And, you know, it's, it's showing some signs of potentially making moves higher, moves lower. We're not really making moves in any particular direction. We keep reversing off um, those levels as we go. So um, it's important to note that there is a distinct lack of clarity. This is the monthly time frame on the Dow. So this month, obviously, it's looking a little bit more bearish. Uh, previous months looking a little bit more buy, uh, bullish. Now, we, we do have, I suppose, a slightly more medium-term downside view of these markets uh, in terms of the equity markets. It's, it's really a case of, of timing. And the problem is we have markets like the, the NASDAQ, which is actually grinding higher. Yesterday, we had a bit of a, a move to the upside again. We are above last month's high, so we are making progress to the upside. Um, that progress is somewhat limited, and it's the market that just keeps on giving. Now, these markets are broadly held up by your 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 massive um, large cap companies in the U.S., and it's a relatively small number of them as well. So. The, the wider market view is a little bit more concerning. Um, however, you know, these are heavily weighted um, to your, your big uh, tech firms uh, in in the US. 
So we're obviously talking about Apple, uh, Microsoft, um, they're performing really, really well. Amazon, of course, uh, and a relatively small number of few, a few other large cap companies in the US. So we must take that into account because if they start to feel the the negative side of inflation, they're seeing the positive side at the moment with, with increased earnings and stable earnings and, and strong projections. If that starts to take a turn to the downside uh, and that weighted um, large cap carry trade, if that starts to unwind, you know, that would lend itself to some probably quite significant uh, bearish moves at some point. Um, so looking elsewhere outside the US, we do have a bias to the downside for the FTSE, um, largely due to a mildly stronger British pound, but we're not making progress anytime soon. Uh, two, four, six, eight, ten. We've been in this two-week sideways moving pattern after you know a few days of quite you know, decent bearish moves, a little bit of erratic in, in within there, and then we've come from a ten-day sideways moving um breakout trade to the downside um you know around mid mid april so our bias is 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 to the downside uh trading it is proving really quite tricky um but look you can see for yourself currently up on screen the sideways nature of these markets um you know, what we'd be looking for normally is whether we get a reversal back below the monthly low or whether we'll actually break 20 great, 20 significant price uh, above the monthly high. And we're currently trading at the upper, the upper half of that particular last month's range, but we're not really making that much progress. So, um, the, um, the the market which we're getting probably the biggest move in, uh, as you can see, is is the is the Nikkei. So a lot of this is off the back of the uh, the new BOJ governor um, calling for a, a bit of a review of of monetary policy, um, and it's seeing kind of an upside swing. Uh, in the last few days, we've we've kind of broken out of this kind of sideways range, and we're seeing some upside moves. Uh, Bitcoin as well. It's looking. Yesterday we were looking to see if we get a bit of a bounce off these lows, and today now we're rolling back over to the downside. So it's probably got some short-term downside moves in the pipeline. If we if if we're looking at this very carefully, so we probably have a slightly more bearish move uh, to focus on. So outside of the Nikkei, and this has kind of got its own kind of drivers, really, in terms of the um, uh, Japanese policy, monetary policy. But um, if we look at the US. There's a lack of sort of indecision. Sorry, there's a lack of decisive price action and moves. And and to be fair, if you look at the the fundamentals as well, you know they are significantly lacking as well. 
So what's driving these markets right now? We'll have a look uh, at the end uh, and in fact, might just make a reference to it now. Um, uh, we've got these narratives which we keep talking about and you know, the, the, the narrative, even as far as the, the news channels are concerned, keep flip-flopping from one of these elements to the other. So it keeps moving from kind of a risk-on market condition to a risk-off. We go back and forth, indices higher, indices lower, dollar higher, dollar lower. Now we've got a little bit more of a dollar view uh, at the minute. There is this, um, I suppose, uh, concern just regarding recessionary fear, fears, and we anticipate that the dollar, although it's been it's been on the back end of um, some poor quality price action, uh, we're expecting that to be to the upside as well. A bit more sort of dollar strength beginning to creep back in. Um, bond yields we would like to see move higher. They're not really doing so yet, so we don't really have full support across these markets if we look at market correlations. Uh, and the commodities could be still be on, under a bit of pressure to the downside. So this, this, uh, these market narratives keep flipping from kind of one important theme uh, to the other, unfortunately, still. And it's been doing this for five, six weeks now. So, um, so let's just conclude then the dollar analysis. So, um, well, we look at the commodities first. Let's look at crude oil. So we've got a bit of a, a downside view of these markets. Um, we've got sort of, I suppose, disappointing numbers from uh, from China, although they are performing in far as the economy is concerned, not quite in line with expectations, but certainly better than than probably every other part of the world. Uh, at the moment so mildly disappointing but still stronger than everywhere else so you know will that demand end up driving uh, oil prices higher at the moment certainly the bias is, is pretty much to the downside and um, we could have a look at some further moves to the downside for oil so we'll have a look at us oil and the level currently today's low is the 7085 Okay, we'll have a look at that. So looking at gold, we've got this uh, descending triangle, as you can see, it's worth just, just note, taking note of. So it's quite, it's quite clear, clearly defined. And we've got these lows just sitting in here. So a breakout of this level would be quite interesting for us. But as we know, we're, we're there's a lack of sort of fundamental drivers. So um, certainly below that 2000 level. So the, the, the recent low going back two weeks ago is the uh, 1998. 1998, we'll have a look at it. We're not saying we're, we're absolutely nailed on in terms of selling gold. Um, but there might be a kind of a very short-lived move to the downside. So let's have a quick look at the dollar then. We're still in the euro-dollar sell trade. Um, we're anticipating this market to continue to roll over to the downside. 
we'll be having looking we'll be looking at sort of trade mitigation measures um, now this morning as well still expect further downside that, that dollar to be become a bit more of a um, I suppose after a, a decent period of some dollar weakness feeding through we've now got that little view to the downside and we've got strong support down at these lower levels so we kind of want to see these these prices actually break below those levels so it, it's going to become a bit of a timing issue for many of these markets um dollar yen it's, this is just a structural failure trade to the upside which is not really doing much so we prefer a little bit more clarity there with the dollar the dollar yen this is your sideways moving pattern in the dollar swiss um in this little sideways little zone we we can we can keep our options open in terms of looking for that dollar strength trade um we'll have to wait and see uh the dollar cad rolling over to the downside yesterday so we're, we're just in this we're in this little period of indecision we have been now for probably five six weeks as we mentioned earlier uh, even on the monthly time frame it's looking like poor quality so we are looking for either a strong breakout to the downside or a strong breakout to the upside but once we're in this little sideways pattern it's uh, it's very difficult to make a call um, the euro pound this little downside move is not lasting very long it looks like it's a structural failure trade to the upside the euro yen um, bouncing off the highs and um, it's kind of it's put in a little structural failure trade to the downside and now we're pulling back so we'd probably have a little bit more of a bearish view perhaps um, but then we are actually talking about the yen which has been remarkably weak and uh, as far as the trading as far as trading decisions go it's not the best quality of market to focus on i know the focus is kind of shifting uh to and from this um this um negotiation in the us um regarding the debt ceiling so let's um let's let's work with pretty much what what we can work with um so market summary mixed and, and choppy market conditions post us cpi numbers that was from last week we've still got that backdrop don't we uh mixed and choppy market conditions so let's be just be mindful of that when we're making decisions so again that trade frequency uh trade size 
can all be uh, conservative uh, in nature. It's, it's quite a tough. The yen, let's, let's have a look at potential um, yen strength. So, um, so we put our US oil trade again back in here. So below 70.85. Let's put the gold sell trade that kind of fits in with the potential dollar strength trade. So let's put gold in here. Um, looking to sell below. So maybe a little focus on the commodities. If we get a break that below that 2000 level in gold is really quite important. So looking at a sell trade below 1998, we've got that um, descending triangle there as well to focus on. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the potential yen trade in there and uh, what we'll do is we'll just look at the potential dollar strength so it's just going to be looking during our trading session today we're just going to be trying to pinpoint um, I suppose slightly better opportunities uh, across this market breadth um, so please note trade frequency for us and trade size is lower than normal and it is due to these sort of mixed and choppy market conditions so for those of you attending live guys i'm going to post this into the chat box um, so you can take it away we'll be switching rooms now so if you want to join us uh, for those of you that are our members you can join us in our live trade room now in just a second um, we've mentioned a few times that these narratives keep sort of flip-flopping from one to the other so we do have a, a quite a confusing fundamental backdrop as well to these markets and it's not just um just technically our um the risk sentiment is unclear uh, and market fundamentals are a little bit unclear looking clearly looking for the next you know event to focus its attentions on and hopefully we get moves off the back of that great stuff guys on that note uh, thanks very much for joining us if you do have any questions feel free to uh, post them into the chat box if you if you need and we'll answer them before we close off but um, just to let you know, we do trade these markets live every day from 8 a.m. and again at 12.45 p.m. And these are all UK times. So if you're interested in uh, learning how to trade with us, you're very welcome. And just go to thelivetrading.com. And uh, if you have any questions, let us know. Great stuff. On that note, guys, we're going to switch rooms. Uh, so we'll see you in about a minute's time. For everyone here, take care. Bye for now.